السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده لا أمة بعد أمتي لا كتاب بعد كتابي لا شريعة بعد شريعتي أما بعد فيقول ربنا جل وعلا في كتابه الكريم لقد جاءكم رسول من أنفسكم عزيز عليه ما عنتم حريص عليكم بالمؤمنين رؤوف الرحيم فإن تولوا فقل حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم We always begin with the praise of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most kind, the most merciful, the benevolent We send peace, salutation the choicest of salawat upon Imam Al-Anbiya Sayyiduna Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Allahumma fasalli wa sallim wa an'im wa barik ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim Most respected uh, ulama, seniors, brothers, friends, sisters in Islam Professor Nazim, Sister Sumaya, Jazakumullah Khair and to all of you who have presented yourself uh, this evening here I certainly am very grateful that the mic was very quiet when our speaker was introducing myself. You should be suspicious of who I am and what my credentials are and what grounds and what basis I stand in front of you. Jazakumullah khair to Sister Sumaya. I'm trying to find which heroine is left and from latch on to somebody, inshallah, from there. As she sped through all of them, my mind was racing as to which one of them I should latch on to. Indeed, we are living in challenging times. When we talk about heroines and indeed heroes of the era and the world that we live in, this presents us with great challenges. The standards, the morals, and the benchmarks that society leave for us, indeed, it leaves us grappling for heroes and heroines of the era that we are in. When we look at our history and in our search for salvation, Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala anhu, one day he came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he said that, O oh, Nabi Allah, where does salvation lie? Where do we find what we are searching for, <clears throat> where do we find the solutions for the world that we live in? Sayyiduna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replied that, O oh, Ali, ala innaha satakunu fitna. That Ali, that know very well that a time in history and a time, it, it's okay, we understand, inshallah. There used to be a time when I couldn't sleep if there was any noise. Four kids later, I can't sleep if there's no noise. I, I get suspicious, and I'm sure many a parent is like that. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He came to Sayyiduna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
And he said that, O oh, Nabi of Allah, that when fitna and when challenge presents itself in front of us, then where do we find salvation? Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam replied that Ali, that Allah innaha satakunu fitna. That know well that fitna and challenges for you as a society and my ummah, indeed trial and tribulation will come upon you. You will struggle to find solutions. You will struggle to find role models. You won't know where to look, where to take your initiative, your instruction and your direction from. Nabi salam said that Ali, that when you search for salvation, Kitabullah, that go to the book of Allah, and then the Nabi of Allah expounded on this. That fihi naba qablakum. Ali know that when you search for your history, and when you look for the people of your history, in it lies in the Quran the histories of your past. The information of what will come, the laws and regulations what lie among you. And then the Nabi of Allah went and an amazing description that Imam At-Tirmidhi rahimahullah mentions in great detail. The Nabi of Allah went to describe the nature of the Quran and the content that we will find in Quran. When we talk about heroines in our history, indeed there were many of them. But yet, Allah describes something amazing in Qur'an. Forget individuals. Allah describes to us the amazing families that were chosen. In Allah Hastafa Adam. Allah reminds us in Surah Ali Imran that indeed Allah is the one that He chose and He selected Adam and Sayyiduna Adam alayhi salatu wasalam, of course we know was sent as the first prophet. Nuh, and Allah selected and chose Nuh. After mentioning these two individuals, Quran describes two families who were select families, which were those Wa'al Ibrahim, that this was the family of Ibrahim who were a unique and a select family. When we analyze the family of Sayyiduna Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, we will find it very difficult in the history of mankind to find such a noble lineage. Once, Amr ibn al-As radiallahu anhu, he came to the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he said that, O oh, Nabi of Allah, man afdalun nas, that who is the best of people? Who is the best of people? He had his own innuendos, in the kind of answer that he was attempting to receive from the Prophet of Allah, the Nabi of Allah said that the best of individuals and the best of families is who? Yusuf, Nabiullahi, Ibn Nabiullahi, Ibn Nabiullahi, Ibn Nabiullah. That the best family tree that you have in your history, it is who? It is Yusuf, alayhi salatu wasalam. Why? Who was Yusuf? Ibn Nabiyyillah. He was the son of the Prophet, i.e. Sayyiduna Ya'qub. Ibn Nabiyyillah, Ishaq. The son of the Prophet, Ishaq. Ibn Nabiyyillah, the son of the Prophet, Ya'qub. And Sayyiduna Amr ibn al-As, radiallahu anhu, 
He then went on and he asked a series of other questions which are unrelated to our discussion this evening. Allah mentions in Quran this family Al-Ibrahim. That the most noble of families were the family of Ibrahim. And then Allah brings us and draws our attention to the subject matter under discussion in Al-Imran. That what is this? That the family of Imran, they were a chosen family. Allah chose them over the entire mankind universe. This is the chosen family that Allah had selected. Quran then goes on to describe and for this evening inshallah I want to spend some time discussing not one individual but two heroines in this discussion and the influence that follows from here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the first of those unnamed often when we read surah Ali Imran of course, we come later to the discussion of Sayyidatuna Maryam. But before that, Quran hints towards something. What did Quran say? It called Imrana, that when the wife of Imran said, that's all Quran drew our attention to. Quran at no place made mention of the name of this woman. A nameless woman, an unidentified woman in Quran. But by the time we finish this incident, you will agree with me that undoubtedly, potentially the most influential individual. Quran doesn't even mention her name at this juncture. Who was this woman? When we go back in the books of history, Allah ibn al-Kathir rahimahullah, in al-Bidayah wa nihaya one of the great writings of our history and in fact of the history of mankind he cites the name of this woman as Hanna bint Faqud or Hanna bint Faqud this is Imra'atu Imran the women the wife of Imran who was she Quran mentions her only at this juncture and Quran only speaks about her in a particular context. Our earlier speaker made mention of this in relation to the influence of dua. When we're looking for heroines in our history, we should analyze Quran very carefully. This ummah has forgotten Quran. We have forgotten where we draw our greatest influence. We're waiting for some miracle, the Messiah, to come along. And by that, I mean that anecdotally, not literally, in the form of Sayyiduna Isa. That we are waiting for some great inspiration that somebody, some cause, some institution, some individual, some person is going to influence me that one morning I wake up and I am inspired and wake up on the right hand side of the bed and I will change the world. When we come back to Quran, and we learn to analyze deeply the message that Allah shares with us. Undoubtedly, the greatest inspiration we will take from this. What did Hanna bin Faqud do? Allah mentions this. In what context? Rabbi, inni nadartu laka ma fi batni muharrara. Imam Bukhari rahimahullah, 
quotes this narration that khayru nisa'i ahlil jannah that the best of the women of jannah are ba'atun the wordings vary on this narrations khayru nisa'il alamin that the best of the women of this world there were four of them from them he mentions nabi ali salatu wassalam said that maryam al batul that it was Maryam, the pure and the chaste one. But when we look at Maryam, radiallahu ta'ala anha, then we will find that she has a history of influence prior to her. And what was that history? What was that influence? It was none other than Hanna bint Faqud. When Hanna, who was a barren woman, many years, she was unable to fall pregnant. She was the wife of Sayyiduna Imran, alayhi salatu wassalam, one of the prophets of Banu Israel and the Israelites. She falls pregnant after many years. In joy and happiness of this, she makes the dua. Rabbi inni nadartu laka ma fi batni muharrara. That, O oh Allah, I'm making a vow. I'm giving another. I'm making a vow that the pregnancy that I have, I'm making this muharrar. Muharrar, its origins lie in the root letters of ha and ra, which imply to give, to create freedom. In this context of Quran, it means that Allah, the child that I'm pregnant with, I will make this child and sacrifice it for Baytul Muqaddas, for the servitude and the service of Baytul Muqaddas. One, this is a heroine of our deen. When we talk about dua and we talk about supplication, never underestimate the power of dua for our children. We heard about it earlier. Allah has shown us this literally manifested the reality. That, oh Allah, the child that is born from this pregnancy, it is handed over to Al-Baytul Muqaddas, it is sacrificed. مني, oh Allah, accept it from me. Listen carefully, mothers and sisters. When we make dua for our children, as parents, we often make dua, may Allah accept it from us. But we should be insistent in making dua. The dua of a mother, it never goes unheard. It never gets wasted. She made the dua one. But what did she do? فَتَقَبَّلْ minni. Wallah, I'm making this dua of handing my child over for what? For the worship and sacrifice of the deen. We are living in an era. If somebody has to say that to the mother, and I find it almost contradictory standing here and saying the same. Make dua that your child becomes the greatest scholar of the deen. Make your child... Make dua to Allah that your child becomes a sheikh, an alim. It's like, we don't mind. It's like, how will they earn? 
I think, you know, inshallah, a child must be a hafiz and they need to be other things. And I agree with all of that. That's not the point I'm making. Yes, Sayyidatuna Hanna is making one dua. That, oh Allah, the child is handed over completely, entirely for the deen, for the sacrifice, and for the worship of Al-Baytul Muqaddas. Fataqabbal minni. Oh Allah, accept this from me. Wallah, the dua and the intention that I'm making. Here's one woman during pregnancy already intending the direction and channeling the influence on the child from the pregnancy. Wallah, you are all hearing. I have complete conviction you are knowledgeable on the outcome. Wallah, you have decreed undoubtedly the outcome, but you are Samir. When she gives birth to this child, it's born a female. Rabbi inni untha. We must read tafasir and we need to understand Quran carefully. Because sometimes in the world that we are living, when we wear the hats that influence us around, then it's very easy to become influenced with those hats in interpreting Quran. A very dangerous position. What did she say? Inni wada'tuha untha. Wallah, I gave birth to this child as a female. Wa And a male cannot be equated to a female. She did not mention this, in the context of undermining any one of the genders. In fact, Mufassirun and commentators clarify that that was something which she attributed to herself in the sense that I had expected a male, if I wanted to hand this child over for worship of Baytul Muqaddas, then ideally better at this task would have been a male. Wallahu a'lamu bima wada'at. Quran settled this matter in the next verse. That Allah knew and was most knowledgeable of what she gave birth to. Allah knew that. That she gave birth to a female. Wa inni sammaytuha Maryam. That I have named this child Maryam. What is the meaning of Maryam? In Hebrew, in Syriac, it means Abida, that one who is a worshipper. What we want our children to become, the hero of the mother will name the child according to that. Sayyiduna Rasulullah mentioned that the haqq of the child over the parents is that they give the child a good name. In the dua, Rasul, in the hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, al-ism al-dua, al-ism al-dua, and in some narrations, al-dua huwa al-ism, that the name that you give your child is in fact a dua. Why is that? Because each time that you call the child by that name, you are implying the content, the meaning, and the influence of the meaning and the word that's contained in there. That's why Sayyiduna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam many a time changed the name of individuals. When the name 
had a, had a negative meaning or it had a name which was unbecoming, Nabi changed this. In any case, that I have named her Maryam. Third dua, and I am making dua that Allah protect her from the evil whispers of Shaytan, Min Shaytan Rajim, the evil of Shaytan. This dua of Sayyidatuna Maryam, of Sayyidatuna Hanna, Fatakabbalaha Rabbuha bi Kabul. Allah accepted the dua that she made for her, her daughter. Allah didn't just accept it, some parts of it. The entirety of the dua was accepted in lieu and in respect of Sayyidatuna Maryam What happens to Sayyidatuna Maryam? The task that the dua was made for, she was handed over to Baytul Maqdis. She goes to Baytul Maqdis, she's handed over as a young girl. That same task, which her mother had identified that a male child will do, this female child done exactly the same, without any deficiency, without any shortcoming. The deen, is not only for males. Allah does not expect a different level of faith and piety from the males of the Ummah. And somehow it's discounted when it comes to the females of this Ummah. Allah declared equality in Quran. Inna al-Muslimin wal-Muslimat that look the believing males and the believing females. wal والقانتات والصادقين والصادقات والصابرين والصابرات والخاشعين والخاشعات والمتصدقين والمتصدقات والصائمين والصائمات like this an entire verse dedicated to what to both of these genders equally that you both have the potential to reach exemplary heights Maryam alayha salatu wassalam radiyallahu ta'ala anha at a young age is now devoted to Baytul Maqdis. Allah then brings the discussion back. Until what time do I have? I'm sorry, I didn't see the time when I started. 33. So, Allah brings the discussion back to Sayyidatuna Maryam. That, O oh Maryam, inna Allah has That Allah has chosen you. Allah has selected you. Why has Allah selected you? Allah has selected you to be from those who worship. Khayru nisa'i ahlil jannah aw khayru nisa'il alameen. That Allah has made you from the best of women. Allah has made you from the most noblest of women. Sayyiduna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the hadith made mention that the best of women on the surface of this earth, there are four of them. Who were they? Khadija bint Khuwailid, the first wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa Fatima bint Muhammad. And Fatima, the daughter of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
wa Asia ibn ibnti Muzahim and Asia the daughter of Muzahim yani imra'atu Fir'aun the wife of Fir'aun and the last of these were Maryam al-Batul Maryam the one who was chased so Allah mentioned in Quran that in Allah has tafaki that Allah has chosen you Maryam wa tahharaki and Allah has purified you tahara from what that Allah has made you chaste, Allah has purified you. Scholars mention that Sayyidatuna Maryam, she never experienced hayd and the menstrual period, and she never experienced nifas because some ulama and scholars mentioned this on the literal. Others mentioned that this was a spiritual cleanliness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given her and purified her. That, O oh Maryam, Allah has chosen you and given you superiority over all of the women of the world. Scholars debate the point that what was it referred to? That was it Maryam as a woman, was she the best of all women during her era? Or was she the best of women throughout, women throughout history? And scholars gravitate both ways. Some of them say, Nisa'ul Alameen, yani Alamiha. The world and the universe that she lived in at that time, she was the best of women. But there were others who exceeded her in superiority during the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And others say that of course it extended throughout history. That's why Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam on one occasion told Sayyidatuna Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha that oh Fatima that you are the best of women except that Maryam al-Batul that she exceeds you in precedence and she exceeds you in superiority. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses Sayyidatuna Maryam. And then Allah azza wa jal makes mention of certain amazing qualities of Maryam. What was that? In the form of an instruction. Who are our heroes and our heroines? Those that we want to emulate. Our emulation, our heroes do not lie in those who attempt to influence us we all struggling with the same we all want to be influencers and we want to take and are taking influence from others is it not all about how many followers do you have on instagram <laughs> is that not the end all like you know that's a serious influencer she's got sixteen thousand bought followers I wonder where she got it from. Did you see Facebook? I, this is the world that we're living in. It's the struggle. I would have said some time back, the struggle of young people. It's no longer the struggle of young people. It's the struggle of everybody. Allah Azza wa Jal has kept these are the influences that we look at. But we need to analyze their lives critically. That how did they influence and where was the sphere of the influence? Allah first mentioned about them. What traits did Maryam, what was she instructed to do? What traits did she possess? Allah mentioned, Ya Maryam, uqnuti li rabbiki. That, oh Maryam, you should make qunut for your Lord. What is qunut? One meaning of qunut is what we do in the witter prayer. But qunud literally means طول القيام في الصلاة Long 
standing in prayer. You want to be an influencer? You want to take lesson from the heroines of Quran, the heroines of your deen? Then look what Maryam did. That Maryam would spend hours in ibadah, hours in salah, an entire life dedicated in one mihrab, in one seclusion. Those who have visited Baytul Maqdis, although historically we can't exactly determine, but it's mentioned the mihrab of Maryam, the place where Sayyidatuna Maryam secluded herself in Baytul Maqdis, when one walks in the direction of Qibla, one can identify that exact potential location. In that spot, here's a woman dedicated herself for hours of prayer. We want to be influencers and we want to look at the heroines of our history. Then look at Maryam. Compared to where am I? Where am I taking? Who's my heroines? Who's my heroes? What traits do they possess? And what's it imbuing in me? If it's imbuing in me hours at night on social media that makes me struggle to stand up for Fajr, forget Tahajjud prayer, then I'm missing. I'm missing the point in this. The point about looking and analyzing the heroines of our history, what did Maryam possess? Hours of prayer. Uqnuti nirabbiki. You know, the sisters, Allah bless them, mashallah. There's many of you who are far more pious than I am, without a doubt. In fact, all of you. But sometimes, it's like the husband, inshallah, everybody misses fajr prayer. It's the husband's fault. It's the father's fault. Everybody slept through fajr for whatever reason. It's like, why didn't you wake us up for fajr? Or does it only happen in my home? And I'm giving away private secrets here from time to time. It's like, you know, sometimes maybe everybody had a late night, somebody's battery went flat, something like that. And then you know, it's the Father. Allah has made, made us all equal, isn't it? Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam said that Allah have mercy on that husband who at the time of tahajjud, he sprinkles water on the face of his wife. And Allah have mercy on that woman who at the time of tahajjud sprinkles water on the face of her husband. Can try it first, inshallah, and see, see, see what happens. Just don't quote me. So I got a call Fajr time. Somebody phoned me once. Husband and wife were having an argument. One sister phoned me. Phone rang in the middle of the night once, twice. Let me just answer this call and maybe it's something urgent. Sheikh, my husband, it's all your fault. So what did I do? So I don't even know who I'm talking to. So I, I don't know it's a number. I don't know the number. It's all your fault. So what did I do? You made the nikah. You perform. I, I performed the nikah. How is it my fault? It's not my fault. You and your husband are having an argument. In any case. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the husband then woke up and mashallah everything got settled after that. They're still happily married. Allah bless them both. So I was mentioning that Maryam alayhi salatu was salam radiallahu ta'ala anha and just incidentally with regard to Sayyidatuna Maryam, she's mentioned in the Quran, her prophethood status is not clarified. Scholars have a debate on this and therefore most scholars 
most scholars inclined to say radiyallahu ta'ala anha may Allah be pleased with her instead of alayhi salatu salatu wassalam which is something more reserved for those who are prophets in any case so Allah mentions here uqnuti that oh Maryam that you should make extensive qunud spend time doing lots of prayer wasjudi spend lots of time in sujood warka'i and spend lots of time in ruku and in that way you will become an influencer and you will influence those around you two women we mentioned one of those was hanna hanna made dua the mother of maryam she made dua allah accepted her dua her child her daughter raised to the status of being the greatest abida and worshiper in turn sayyiduna zakaria alayhi salam who is looking after Sayyidatuna Maryam, one day Quran mentions that he enters upon her and he finds unseasonal fruit. He finds unseasonal fruit. Summer fruits in winter, winter fruits in summer. Maryam, where did you get this from? When we talk about influence, look at the chain of this influence. Where did it start? Started from Hannah. It channeled down into Sayyidatuna Maryam. Maryam's influence, two women, their influence is now influencing the Nabi of Allah, Sayyiduna Zakaria. He comes there and he asks Maryam, where do you get this from? I have access to you all the time. Why did he have access to Sayyidatuna Maryam? Because some accounts he was the Imam of Baytul Maqdis, some accounts he was the husband of her mother's sister Isha. Isha and Hanna bin Faqud were sisters, married one Hanna married to Sayyiduna Imran, and Isha married to Sayyiduna Zakaria, who is looking after and caring for Sayyidatuna Maryam. He comes to Maryam السلام, anha, and asks her that where did you get this unseasonal fruit from? She replies to him, Huwa min indillah, that this is from Allah. Quran mentions it in such a context that what is the astonishing thing? That Huwa min indillah, it is Allah that can do, it is Allah that can give, and it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who can do as he chooses allah gives unseasonal fruit when he chooses that allah gives whom he chooses without any accountability allah gives to whoever he chooses sayyiduna zakaria think of this here's a young girl in historically sayyiduna maryam was either 13, 15, 19, or 20 years old at this time. Zakaria salam, the Nabi of Allah, he looks at this and he becomes influenced by this heroine of the deen. Who? A prophet of Allah. What does he do? Hunalika da'a Zakaria Rabbah. Zakaria salam takes inspiration from the faith of this woman, of Sayyidatuna Maryam. He takes inspiration. What inspiration? That Allah is giving her something which at a time, un, an unseasoned time, Allah is bestowing and giving her something, giving her fruit which is unseasonal. 
I also have challenges. What were those challenges? Zakaria salam, Isha, his wife was barren. She had not, they never had any offspring, no children, and they were at an elderly age. Zakaria salam takes influence from this. He makes dua that oh Allah bestow me with pious children. Ulama have written the dua of Zakaria alayhi salam three times Quran mentions it. One is it's mentioned in a context of despondency. Rabbi inni wahanal azmu minni that oh Allah I have reached an excessively old age my bones have become worn in a sense of despondency that it's impossible my wife's at an old age and oh Allah it's almost despondency that I cannot have and I will leave this world without any offspring he pleads his case despondently to Allah Quran mentions in Surah Al-Anbiya the second type of dua that Zakaria alayhi salam mentioned. Rabbi la tadharni farda. That oh Allah, do not leave me alone in this world. Wa anta khayrul warithin. Indeed, you are the best of ears. Indeed, we have conviction that Allah is there for all of us. But the natural instinct of a human being, of a father, of a male, to be a father, of a female, to be a mother, instinctively Allah has created this. Zakaria alayhi salam makes dua that oh Allah don't leave me alone in this world. The third dua is mentioned at this juncture. But this dua is different from the other two. What dua did he make here? Rabbi habli That oh Allah bestow me from your side with pious offspring. Why did he use the word tayyiba here? Because when he saw this heroine of our deen, the heroine of our history, Sayyidatina Maryam, the piety of this woman, the chastity of this woman, the seclusion of this woman, this was a moment to make dua. That, oh Allah, the child that you will bestow me and you will gift me, oh Allah, make that child be influenced like the piety of this woman who is here. Who's making the dua? We must take cognizance. The Nabi of Allah, Zakaria alayhi salam, is making dua, taking inspiration from Sayyidatuna Maryam. Innaka sami'ud dua. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Jibreel alayhi salam, in some narrations it is mentioned that no sooner did Zakaria alayhi salam make this dua, and in some narrations after 40 years Allah accepted this dua. Lillahi mulku samawati wal ard, yakhluku ma yasha. يَهَبُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ إِنَاثًا وَيَهَبُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ الذُّكُورُ أَوْ يُزَوِّجُهُمْ ذَكْرَانًا وَإِنَاثًا وَيَجْعَلُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ عَقِيمًا Quran mentioned that it is here Allah that all of the heavens and the earth belongs to him. يَخْلُقُ مَا يَشَاءُ He creates what he chooses. يَهَبُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ إِنَاثًا He bestows whom he chooses with a female. وَيَهَبُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ الذُّكُورُ He bestows whom he chooses that they give birth to a male child. أَوْ يُزَوِّجُهُمْ ذُكْرَانًا وَإِنَاثًا Whom Allah chooses, He lets them give birth to twins. وَيَجْعَلُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ عَقِيمًا And He, Allah, who He chooses, He will make barren. إِنَّهُ عَلِيمٌ قَدِيرٌ He, Allah, is all knowledgeable. And Allah has the power and the qudra to do as He chooses. 
So Sayyiduna Zakaria السلام, in narrations 40 years later, his wife falls pregnant, Isha. When she falls pregnant, at that same time, Sayyidatuna Maryam is pregnant with Sayyiduna Isa والسلام. Isha, her sister, tells her that الذي في بطني أعتقد أنه يسجد لما في بطنك that this pregnancy and this child that I have in my womb I'm experiencing and thinking and feeling that it is prostrating for the child which is in your womb who was the child that was in the womb of Isha? It was none other than Sayyiduna Yahya alayhi salatu wassalam. Maryam is pregnant with Isa alayhi salatu wassalam. And the superiority of Sayyiduna Isa alayhi salatu wassalam is of course greater and higher than that of Sayyiduna Yahya alayhi salatu wassalam. Can you imagine two sisters, both of them pregnant at the same time, and both of them pregnant with prophets and anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam. Imagine a household like that. Imagine the parents of those two daughters. Just imagine. Not only that, Allah, just as Hanna gave the name to Maryam, inni sammaytuha Maryam, Allah says with regard to Yahya, that Zakaria, you made dua in the presence of Maryam. I will accept your dua and I will reveal the name of Yahya from my side. Nobody in the history of mankind ever enjoyed the name Yahya. Before that, Allah named this child. And then Allah mentions, I have to end. Allah mentions the attributes of this. The point that I'm making from all of this. Allah mentions the attributes of Yahya salam. Listen carefully mothers and sisters and our brothers. That what were the attributes of Yahya salam? Sayyidan wa hasuran wa nabiyyan min salihin That he was a leader. He was hasur. He was one who was constrained. He was restricted. In another context, it means that he was one who was very wary of his chastity. He was wary of what? Of his chastity. And he was a prophet from the pious prophets. Heroes in our deen and heroines in our deen are the likes of Hannah. What did Hannah do? She influenced Sayyidatuna Maryam. The influence that was in Sayyidatuna Maryam influence Zakaria salam. these are the heroes of influence Zakaria salam, in turn was given Sayyiduna Yahya salam. one woman's influence from Sayyiduna Hanna one woman's influence influences generations from after that that is the history and the heroines of our deen this is what we call I was thinking of a title for this and it's what we call the Hanna influence. This is the Hanna influence. The Hanna influence influenced her daughter. It influenced prophets around her. And it influenced the rest of us, all of us, 
that when we look for heroines in our deen, then we look back to the likes of Hanna. My daughter's name is Hanna, incidentally. She was going to come with us this evening. Unfortunately, she couldn't make it at the last minute. Uh, but often, sometimes I get asked, why did you keep her name Hanna? And this is what I call the Hanna influence. When I told her what I'm speaking about, she said, I heard it before. I don't want to come again. <laughs> May Allah bless you all, inshallah. Jazakumullah for your time. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Bi rahmatik ya rahmatik.